Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Cup of TV. I'm James Cooper, and this is the podcast that chats to the people behind the TV shows we all love. In this episode, we're saying good day to Stefan Dennis, the actor who plays evil Paul Robinson in the long-running Australian soap Neighbours. Stefan appeared in the very first episode of the show way back on March the 18th, 1985, and has been a recurring character ever since. No one knows Neighbours better than Stefan, so I got the goss over a good old cup of tea. Stefan Dennis, hello. G'day. Welcome to London. G'day, I should have said g'day. <laughs> Welcome to London. Thank you very much. Old uh, stamping ground. I was going to say, you must have been here a lot. Uh, yeah, well, I used to live here for 12 years. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Londoner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How long you been here? How long you staying? Uh, arrived here on Saturday evening, going tomorrow. So, yeah. What, Short five trip. Five days, yeah. You jet lagged? Uh, no, no, more tired than jet lag. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. It's been a busy promotional schedule, I imagine. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah lovely. Now, uh, as is tradition with Cup of TV, we give you a cup of tea f- so, for our chat. Yeah. Yum. You a big tea drinker? Uh, more coffee, but hey, I'll drink anything. <laughs> it's got caffeine in it, it's yeah. fine. It'll wake you up. Um, but before I give you that, I kind of saw on your Twitter that you're a fan of shortbread. Yeah. So I got you some Dean's shortbread. Oh, man, you know yes, me. You yes. know me, man. This is the best package. Short- Sorry to give uh, Dean Shortbread a big plug, but this is the best package shortbread you can buy. <laughs> Apart from the one I make, and that's not packaged. You make shortbread? Oh hell yeah! I, you know, I was commented, uh, commented. I was complimented by a Scottish woman a long time ago on my on the quality of my shortbread, and she said she's eaten a lot of shortbread in her life. And yours was the best. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, crack it open. Cause I've got a cup of tea for you as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I've got you in a Mr. Bump mug. I'll explain why in a second. Oh, I think I might know that one somehow. Um, this, this is the sound of me opening a packet of <laughs> shortbread. This is podcast yeah. gold. Yeah, look at this. And, and now we get the rustling of the cellophane. I, I will be expecting one, by the way. They're, they're not all for you. Uh, hang on. See, that's the good thing about Dean Shortbread. They package it well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the uh, eternal guest and uh, offer you one first. Thank you so much. What fl- flavour have we got? I this think is uh, raspberry and oatmeal. Ooh. Yes, delicious. Ah. Yum, yum. Mm. Mm. Probably shouldn't have taken a bite before I uh, mm. find no, it. See, that's real. This is live, crunching shortbread acting. Okay, yeah. interview starting. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I got you your tea in a Mr. Bump mug because your character, Paul Robinson, 
has been in a lot of scrapes over the years. He's evaded death a number of times. Hmm. I'm, um, I'm beginning to think he's immortal. Yeah, he's got like nine lives. He's a cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just some of the things that have happened to him over the years. He's fallen off a cliff. Yeah, twice. Twice? Mm. <laughs> really? Mm. Um, he's been shot. Yeah. How many times? Uh, only once for that Only one. once, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hit so by, far. <laughs> hit by a car. Yeah. Um, survived a plane crash, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's so ridiculous about that? <laughs> <laughs> daily um, occurrence, isn't it? Do you, do you ever go into work and think, that, yeah, they're going to kill me off this time. This is, this is the time I'm going to die. No, see, I'm the character that go, or the actor that goes into work and go, they're going to try and kill me off today. <laughs> <laughs> you must go in thinking, I am immortal. Yeah. But getting all those great storylines and those great moments for your character must be, must be really rewarding. And I'm always curious as to when I go into the, uh, the executive producer's office, they call us into the office about once or twice a year to give us a bit of a rundown on what's happening with our characters over the next few months. And I always know that I'm going to come out with a big smile on my face going, wow, that's going to happen? <laughs> but, and then I just go, oh, yeah, that's kind of normal for my character, yeah. Oh, really? So you get regular updates about kind of the future? Yeah, you know, they're, they're very good. They sort of they give us a timeline for a, sort of three to six months all the time. That's nice, that's mm. nice. And as a kind of, obviously, you know the character of Paul so well now. When they tell you anything, you're like, is there anything that's ever really shot you or something? You'd be like, oh, this seems a bit too far or... Um, no, I don't, no. See, that's the stupid thing. It doesn't matter what they do because my character has been through so much. I, um, I, I just take it in my stride now. And it sounds ridiculous, but you know, the good thing that we're doing here is we're talking about make believe. Thank goodness, because if it was my real life, I would have. I'd lead the most tragic life in the world. But uh, no, no, it's, no. I don't think anything will surprise me anymore. They could tell me I was, you know, going to be. Um, I don't know, abducted with a Cuban missile submarine and <laughs> sent into space or something. And I'd probably go, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I'd love to see you, like, reincarnated one day or something when yeah. you do eventually pop your clogs in the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, because that will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get rid of me, folks. Paul will come back as a dog or something yeah. and try and run Lassiter's. Yeah, yeah. Come back as Bouncer. Oh, yes. Hey, that'd be interesting. Look, Paul reincarnates as Bouncer, who is a ghost. There you go, there's a storyline. That's called The Writers. Yeah. I think we've got <laughs> onto something here. <laughs> so let's go back a bit now, Neighbours. <laughs> yep. It's a phenomenon, it always has been, and like particularly when it started in the UK, it was huge. Yeah. Um, why, why do you think it's so big over here? And what was, um, tell us the kind of, I heard a bit of a story about the first time you came over the UK, it was, it was a bit mad. Oh, it was ridiculous because, you know, I, I was just this uh, small-time actor from Melbourne working in a little uh, little Australian soap. And we had a bit of an idea that it had taken off over here, but we had no concept at all of, of just how big it had become until we a actually came over here. Um, and that culminating in when we came over, the entire cast came over for the 88 uh, Royal Command performance. And it was just ridiculous. I mean... Those of, uh, of us who uh, remember or have been told by our parents about Beatlemania, that is truly what it was. We had screaming thousands of fans everywhere we went. I mean, we stayed at the Dorchester and th they had to have security, huge security around the uh, um, outside of the Dorchester because hundreds and sometimes thousands of people used to be crowded out the front of it and there was traffic control and all sorts of things. Um, we couldn't go anywhere without uh, several burly security guys. We used to have to be trucked around in this uh, bus with blacked-out windows, and wow. it was just ridiculous. And we we're like, I mean, we loved it. It was, you know, hey, who wouldn't? It's, yeah. it's incredibly flattering and 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 fantastic to live that rock style, uh, rock star lifestyle. But um, but it all was a bit a bit strange, yeah, and you know, some some crazy things happened. 
It's like the, uh, an early One Direction. You were the Harry Styles of the 80s. It, was I? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I've always said. Okay. <laughs> so why, why do you think people love it so much? Why do you think it's kind of... Um, I, do you know, it's funny because I used to always say, oh, it's uh, along with what everybody thought, and that was that, oh, there, there's lots of sunshine and sort of young people in swimsuits and beach and barbecues and cricket in the... In the and, you know, it's, it's probably all of those put together, but I think the... the the key ingredients that made it and still today make it a good show is the fact that rather than being, um, you know, on a monotonal level story-wise and, and drama-wise, and drama wise, and this isn't any reflection on any other shows that are like that because, you know, everything's got a place and, uh, and, and you know, soaps particularly are, are popular the world over and there's a huge demand for them. Um, but what we've done is we've managed to take the the audience on a little bit of a roller coaster every single episode. We 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 have uh, heavy drama or even light drama, and then we give give the audience a little bit of a break with um, some light relief in the form of comedy or just light entertainment or whatever. Um, so you you it's not half an hour of, of program and then you feel like slashing your wrists at the end of it. It's just like oh yeah that was great. It's, it, I think it comes down to um, to coin a phrase family entertainment. Yeah. And, um, you know, some big events over the years, big stunts, particularly most recently, the Lasseter's explosion. Yeah. Um, when was that filmed? How long did it take to film? When you know one of those are coming, do you get excited because it's stunts? Um, and- yeah, no, no oh, we do. We always get excited. Uh, and we know that there's going to be a hell of a lot of work involved and uh, very long hours when something like that happens, particularly when it involves stunt work and that, because... Uh, and if it's stunt work that goes into the evening, that means very, very long hours on set. But... That's what we do, and you know, you, you grin and bear it. And, and it's not grinning and bear it. That's the wrong thing. We love it. It's it's long hours and tedious and demanding. It's not. See, everybody says, "Oh, you got a really hard job." No, I don't have a hard job at all. I've got a very demanding job, and and sometimes very emotionally demanding. And you can go home quite drained, but you don't think, "Oh, you know, I, I, I'm not digging ditches." Um, and so it's 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 demanding, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, so storylines like that are great. And as far as the uh, the explosion, that one we filmed that over a long period of time. We started filming that uh, before our Christmas break at uh, November and early December last year, and then the uh, the entire set was on lockdown because it was all shot on location, obviously on uh, at Lasseter's on in our back lot, and they had to lock it down, which is uh, it, it was sort of a bit. Uh, tense because they thought, wow, we've got to sort of close off the set and hope that the weather and all sorts of things don't wreck it because it was a, a, an exterior. See, in studio, it's it's all controlled, but right. when it's exterior, we've got Melbourne weather, which I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but we have four seasons in a day, even during summer. And uh, so you, we had to uh, be aware that there was going to be rain and wind and all this, so it had to be locked down very, very carefully um, so that the continuity wouldn't be stuffed up. And we, um, and then we came back. We had a six-week break, and then we continued filming the aftermath of the explosion. And so, you know, that whole thing probably took close on a month of continuous filming wow. just for the explosion uh, side of it. Yeah. So, from when we come to see it on screen, how how far back from that is it filmed? On how? average, about three months. Really? So you're yeah. that far in advance? Yeah. Okay. But it's really great now because you guys are running parity with us, so you're. Uh, I think it used to be when we first started uh, broadcasting over here, it was 18 months and then that caught up a month every year because we used to go off air, but it didn't go off air here. And, and it, it was selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It ended up getting two weeks behind, and at the beginning of this year, um, they decided to run it at parity because of downloads and all of that, and they the risk of spoilers. So, um, so you're actually only nine hours behind now. How hard is it to keep spoilers to yourself when people want to know what's going really on? Really hard. <laughs> it's so easy to sort of, you know, oh, a little drink here. Yeah, of course I'll say, no, don't do that at all. Being, I've spiked your tea, so <laughs> be careful later. I'm going to ask this No, we, we're sort of always on guard. I mean, it's that, that sort of uh, automatic thing, I think. Yeah. So a lot's happened to Paul in his time. He's, been a, he's a bit of a bad boy. I mm. think that's probably an understatement. I just want to go through a few of his scandals over the years. Um, so you've got... Paul got his brother-in-law involved in a fraudulent scheme and had to flee to Brazil to escape jail while his brother-in-law took the rap. Yeah. Nice. He's a good, um, good bloke, isn't he? He's, he's a lovely guy. He but he did, he did end up facing the uh, consequences in the end because in order for him to come back to Australia and reside in Australia, then he had to give himself up and he ended up serving a three-year term of a five-year sentence. Good. So it's not Justice the first time, served. Not the first time he's been in jail. Um he almost manipulated the residents of Ramsey Street into selling their properties so they could build a shopping complex on the site of the cul-de-sac. God, that was a while ago, wasn't it? That, was that when he wanted to bulldoze Ramsey Street? I think it was, yeah, yeah. What, Great. What a, I can't even say the word. <laughs> um, I know the one you're thinking of, though. <laughs> I keep saying you, but I, I keep trying to say Paul because it's not you. Stefan's nice. Paul's evil. Uh, Paul polluted the local wetlands with toxic chemicals in order to get the land cheaply to further yeah, build his Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't do it. So he got his minion at the time, Dylan, Dylan Timmons, who was his uh, protege. He got him to do it. You're like Mr. Burns from yes. The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, God, what else? You've set fire to the Lassiters. Yeah, that little thing. You planted explosives in a fruit van. Almost killing Carmella and Oliver. Do you remember doing that? I don't remember that. I remember um, Elle's car blowing up. They blew up the the Jag, the E-type Jag, and and he narrowly uh, missing killing his own daughter. Oh God! Yeah. Um, he planted drugs in someone's sports bag, like you were at high yeah, school. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. No, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. 
you swapped Steph Scully's medication for psychotropic drugs in order to get her resectioned and away from Ramsey Street. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm laughing and I shouldn't be. <laughs> what a cad. <laughs> See, so, I, I used the C word, but it was AD instead. <laughs> <laughs> what a cad. Um, so is it fun playing such a kind of... I mean, he's not out and out evil. I think he has his moments. <laughs> what you, what you just read out? I, I say yes. <laughs> but it must be fun playing the villain. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, gosh, he's, you know, he's broken up what two marriages as well. He's yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I didn't even read the whole list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes for fourteen pages, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's really silly because you know, in real life, you'd you'd be mortified. But because it's uh, it's on television and I'm playing a character and not me, it's it's great fun. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is. It's great fun. You know, you, Kevin Spacey, move over. <laughs> do you get uh, the public kind of finding it hard to detach you from Paul sometimes? Yeah, yeah, oh, all the time, all the time. And yet in saying that, what's really weird is I, I get, um, uh, you know, a- approached in the street in a really positive manner. It's like, so, and that's the, that's the beauty about the type of character I play because he's, you know, that, that, that uh, old cliche of he's the, the character that the audience love to hate. And accent on the word love because they do. When I walk down the street, it's not. They don't come up and punch me. They go, "Hey, poor you, legend, mate." Yay! <laughs> Weird. Anyway, I mean, you must know the show better than anyone else. You were in the first episode. Yeah. You did have a period out of the show, but yeah. you're the only. If I'm right in thinking, you're the only current character who was in the original, in the original yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm, I uh, I hold the accolade of being the longest, uh, longest running, ongoing screen screen character in Australian television history. That's amazing. Yeah, I think so. Is it a millstone or milestone? I don't know. Um, and do you see the end in sight? Or are you kind of happy with... Not at the moment. I'm, I'm happy with them a lot at the moment. The, uh, hopefully the producers are equally happy. They seem to be. They keep giving me scripts. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do love it. I, I, as corny as it sounds, I love the show. I love, I'm, I'm an actor. I get to work uh, with my skills every single day doing what I love and, and working with a great bunch of people. You know, and, and everybody that works on a great show says that, but you know, I'm saying the same thing. We do. I was going to ask you about the team, actually, because obviously there's not just all the actors of the crew. It must be quite a nice big family over there. There's yeah, a lot of people yeah. that kind of stay for a long time. Yeah, and it is. It's going, you know, you'd be, every single awards night you go to, they go, oh, I'd like to thank so-and-so and the producers and so-and-so, and, oh, and we're just one great big happy family. And it really is. You know, after 31 years, of course it is. You know, I, I'm working with crew that I worked with 30 years ago and uh, and they are they're my mates they're you know they're, it's not just oh yeah that's the guy on boom and that's the guy on camera one and that's it no they you know we know them intimately they're great we go out we we socialize we work together we know each other's families it's great lovely so there's people who've been there since day one like you <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing well not day one because i we were originally at channel seven although there is a couple of people from Channel 7, uh, when we were originally on Channel 7, who are now working at Channel, uh, well, not Channel 10, but uh, Fremantle Media Studios. Ah, they've just been there the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hopefully it hasn't been as filled with misfortune for them as it was before, like tripping over wires yeah, and yeah. falling off stuff. Uh, let's talk about a typical day at work on the set of Neighbours. Mm. Is it a full day? Do you just come in and do your scenes? Actors are the lucky ones. We, um, we, you know, people go, oh, again, you know, it must be so hard and all of that. Yeah, okay, it's, it, again, it's demanding. We have to learn our lines and we have to come on set knowing our lines. And it doesn't matter who you are and, and how long you've been on the show. If you don't know your lines, then, you know, you'll you'll get frowned upon. 
and that's uh, that's sensible, you know. So th- that's what we're paid to do. Um, so we come on set. I I can work anything from a couple of hours a day to twelve, thirteen hours, sometimes longer. Depending, you know, if we do night shoots mm-hmm. after a studio day as well. Um, but that's very rare. On average, the studio day is twelve hours, and some days, as I say, you know, we will do the whole twelve hours, and other days we might do anything from two to. 12 it doesn't matter i mean for example just before i came over here because they were fitting um two weeks filming into one because of my absence for the week over here um i had an incredibly heavy schedule and i was doing pretty much 12 hours a day for the entire time Mm. um and that you know that's tiring but it's not uh, and it's demanding but it's not hard it's just it's what what i do I guess no one can stand in for you, can they? No. That's not Paul? Yeah, yeah. Just for a week, just someone else turning up. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Paul will be played by... (laughs) One of the crew. Yeah. Um, Mind you, that happens in rehearsals so often. Because we we run a studio with with our rehearsal, our rehearsal day is on a Monday, and quite often we have pick-up days on Monday, pick-up filming days on Monday, where we've lost uh, time, studio time from the previous week, and had to pick them up uh, in the studio on the Monday. So you've got actors in the studio, and obviously that takes precedence. They're, they're, that takes priority over rehearsal. And so we'll be rehearsing. So I remember sometimes uh, there's been a scene, there'll be like a, a four-hander or something, and there'll only be one actor, and you you find yourself rehearsing a scene with three other crew members. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally the director goes, no, that's silly, we'll just rehearse record that one. Yeah. Uh, how many scenes are you doing in a day? Um, we normally oh, shoot, in a studio day, we normally shoot anywhere between sort of 20 to 25 scenes. 20 to 25 scenes mm. a day? We, we, shoot, uh, we shoot on average 30 minutes a day. Wow. Screen time, yeah. Which is pretty amazing because people don't realise, when, when you put it into context, if you look at a feature film, an average feature film, and I'm not talking about a huge budget with lots of uh, special effects and that, just average uh, filming day on a feature film or a miniseries or, or you know, a big budget drama or something, they, the average is uh, three minutes of screen time per day shot in the can, whereas we do 10 times that. We do 30 minutes a day. Shoot six episodes a week. Yeah, that's mm. intense. It is. It's a, and 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 that's why you know I've said this before. I, I get annoyed when people go, oh, "You're not a real actor if you're working on soap." You know, you'll get a real job, a real acting job one day when you go and go and work on stage where you can learn your craft and all that. So, well, actually, you know what? We learn our craft very, very well on television, doing what we're doing because we don't get time to prepare. We don't get the time that you get on a film. We don't get the rehearsal time that you get when you're doing a stage production. We are there. Bang! You give us the goods right now. And you've got one take to do it in. Hmm. And you're pretty much in every episode, so you're like mm. on call the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Any funny kind of stories from over the years on the show? Who's your best mate on set as well? Who's like? Uh, I've seen uh, you, I've seen you in videos with Alan Fletcher a lot. Yeah, yeah. Al and I are really good mates because uh, you know, of course, we're the two old blokes now, and uh, <laughs> we, we're notorious for dad jokes. We we've actually got a dad joke corner in the green room. <laughs> Scott Major, who plays or used to play, well, no, still does now, and then plays Scott uh, Lucas Fitzgerald. He's one of our directors now, and can I just pat on the back to him? He's brilliant director he's fantastic um and the crew love him and we love him as a as a actor's director but he's he's always like dad joke dad joke corner <laughs> we have to go and stick our nose in the corner <laughs> stand there for two minutes yeah but we, we love him these are the questions we ask in every interview yeah first thing if not this job what would you like to be doing uh 
this is going to sound really stupid, but I've thought about this more recently because I used to always say, well, chefing is the obvious one because that's what I'm trained at. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> These days I've got a little bit older and a little bit – I don't want the stress and the and the, the, the volume of work that chefing demands. Um, don't get me wrong, chefing is a fantastic job and, and very creative. But I, th- I was walking through Hyde Park the other day and I just uh, – got the lawns are a bit longer. You know, I really <laughs> love the job of mowing the lawns in Hyde Park. <laughs> Give me a little ride on Murrow. I'll be happy with that. (laughs) It's a simpler life. Straw in my mouth. Off I go. Eating all the shortbread you could want. Yeah. Be nice. Um, Oh, cool. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I thought you'd say the chef thing. Okay. Um, What is your TV guilty pleasure? Uh, Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It is guilty pleasure. Please don't hate me for this. Escape to the country. My wife's in real estate, so it's it's obvious she loves real estate shows. Sometimes to the point of, to distraction. Um, I love escape to the country and escape to the continent. Okay. Um, I love baggage wars. <laughs> that shocker. But I, I I actually like watching movies. I like watching movies because I like a story from start to finish. And that's by the time I get to television, which is very late at night, because I've got a young family and lots of lines to learn and all of that. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, there's crap all television on at that time of night. So I tend to, uh, you know, the only television that's on is stuff like Antiques Roadshow and Escape to the Country and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of my guilty pleasure. Isn't that sad? No, I love those shows <laughs> as well. Um, maybe it's sad and we're just both sad yeah. um, last box set you watched uh, I, well I don't know about box set um, I'm watching Supernatural with my son at the moment okay just kind of you know a, a downloaded box set I suppose yeah um, yeah he got me onto that because he's trying to whiz through the series his girlfriend is uh, is I think she's up to the latest series and we've got a bit of catching up I think we're on series three or four at the moment yeah because we don't get to watch it. Again, you know, we don't get to it until late at night, and he's got school in the morning, so he can't stay up too late. You're a busy man, Stefan. Yeah. No, There's just no yeah. time in the day. Um, what show do you hate? Uh, reality television. Oh, yeah? Full stop. Is there a show you wish you'd been in, or you'd love to act in, or is there something you're like, oh, I wish I'd been in that show too? Uh, Boss and Legal, would love to have been oh, really? in that. Yeah, God, that was, I loved that show. Um, oh, Breaking Bad, that would have been yes. my God. See, that was my, one of my all-time favourite television shows. You'd be good in that. I could yeah. see you in that yeah. role. I could be a bit like Walter White, couldn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that many, yeah, t- yeah. yes. Well, we actually did, we did a mock-up when I when uh, Paul shaved his head for the cancer story last year um, and the, the digital uh, media um arm of our, our show said let's do a mock-up and that we actually did a uh, a replica of the walter white um breaking bad where he's he's looking over his glasses with his shaved head oh nice and we did the same and it was shaving stefan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is that out there is that yeah yeah it's out. you can see it. you can see it on uh, yeah you'll, you'll see it somewhere out there stefan it's been a pleasure um take your shortbread and, thank you very uh, much yes safe flight back to oz and thank you uh, we look forward to seeing what happens to paul in the future brilliant no thanks for that it's been a pleasure